Yo, 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 welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show. Friday, July the 7th. I think we got episode 6. Episode 6. Episode 6 of the Sports Section Morning Show. Let's get it started with some Shohei Otani to start off the show, man. Shohei Otani. So, just a little background for those that don't know. They're playing the Padres right now. Well, not right now, of course, but they're in a, in a series with the Padres, right? Juan Soto is chirping with the media beforehand saying, you know, Otani, he's going to face some. It's not going to be as easy for this lineup. He's going to face some difficulty with his lineup. And then he said, uh, what did he say? I think he said, I might shuffle his ass or some shit. That's got to be some shit lost in translation or something. I don't know what he meant by shuffle his ass. Maybe he's talking about that shit that he does when he, like, gets a ball and he shuffles up in the plate. But I don't know how that would be an insult. That's just some weird shit that he does. But he... He said he was going to shuffle his ass. He said, I won't be scared. I won't be scared to shuffle his ass is what he said. Well, he didn't do nothing. He he went 0 for 4 against Otani. But the sad thing is he had four at bats in five innings. <laughs> he had four at bats in five innings against Otani. Otani ended up leaving. He got a blister on his hand, his middle finger on his throwing hand. And he got knocked around. He got knocked around. Let's see what his, uh, what his line ended up being. Five earned runs on seven hits with five strikeouts and five innings of work. That's just, that's not good enough. That He he faced the Padres and he faced some difficulty, like Soto said. It just wasn't from Soto. But baseball's a team game, man. It ain't no individual sport. And maybe the Angels have been building a roster thinking that it was a, it's an individual sport. To me, it seems like they have. <clears throat> I mean, I, I know they've been unlucky with injuries. Rendon hurt. Trout, I mean, he he broke his wrist, or bone in his wrist. He's out for four to eight weeks. But this is the worst four to eight weeks for him to be out. You know, it's right before the trade deadline, or maybe it's a blessing in disguise for the Angels. Who knows? It's one way to think about it. But he's out for four to eight weeks. They're on a eight or nine game slide. They've got the Dodgers after the Padres, so it ain't getting no easier for them. Trade deadline's August 1st, I think. So the Angels got to make a decision. Chat, y'all let me know what y'all think the Angels do. Should they trade Otani? They've only got three months left on the contract. For me, I would cash in on them. I would try to. You know, you can't let somebody like that walk for free. You know, you can still get some value for Otani, but you can't let him walk for free now. He cannot walk for free. Y'all let me know in the comments, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. We're even on Twitter. Y'all let me know what y'all think about Otani. Do y'all think the Angels should let him go at the trade deadline? They should be able to get some good value now. They should be able to get some good value. We're going to take some callers all morning long, especially on this topic. It's the, the happening thing in baseball now. It's the happening thing. Let me see. Let me get this get this up going. But, you know, Trout, for him being out four to eight weeks, they're already around 500 right now, or they may be a game below or a game above 500. They're around the 500 mark. They've got another game against the Padres tonight, I want to say. Yeah, tonight. Then they've got a series against the Dodgers. That don't get no easier. And the Rangers are flying high in the West. So I think they're like five games back of the West, I think. Well, not, that ain't really flying high. But it is against the Angels, you know, because they ain't getting off the ground, especially with Trout and Otani. I mean, Otani, 
Otani would be back after the All-Star break. He's still playing. I mean, he went over the last game, but he's still playing. He just he's not going to be able to pitch in an All-Star game and that blisters just it might hopefully it's not a recurring thing. I don't I wouldn't imagine it be recurring, but it could be an issue. But Trout, I mean, he he fractured his they say it's his hamate bone, H hamate bone, I can't pronounce it. I'm not a damn doctor. In his left hand during uh, Monday's game. So it remains to be seen how they do without without Trout. They were already struggling with Trout and Otani, so I can only imagine that it'd be even worse with him out. Rendon also got hurt in that same game, fouled a ball off his knee or foot. I'm seeing conflicted reports. I thought it came off his knee, but some are saying it came off his foot. But he went down like he got shot. So they didn't put him on the uh, IL or anything or or the disabled list, but you know, he's still not playing at the moment, and he's he's fragile as hell. So there ain't no telling how long it'll be till he gets back. But yeah, Otani was taking out the game, so it's it's rough. It's rough to be in a to be an Angels fan. Otani's also been battling cracked fingernails too. So as a pitcher, that's a pretty big problem. You know, anything dealing with your hands, it just it limits your ability to be able to grip the ball, be able to apply spin to the ball, be able to throw certain pitches, and to limit you as a pitcher. So. My thing is, and this is the question I'm posing to the chat and to the, the comments, people that are listening to the podcast after it's recorded, people that are watching it on YouTube after it's recorded. What should the Angels do with Otani? Should they trade Otani? Or should they try and just just thug it out for the rest of the year, hope to make a playoff run, and then let him go after that? Because he ain't staying. I mean, I think that's all but confirmed. He's not staying with the Angels. I would say he's not staying in L.A., but he might go to the Dodgers. So, who knows? But I just don't see the Angels. And that's the thing. If the Angels were to trade trade Otani, where would he go from there? Where would he go from there? I don't think the Angels would trade him to the Dodgers in L.A. I don't see that happening. But it remains to be seen where he would go. It remains, it remains to be seen. But Otani is a premier player. I mean, the best player in MLB, one of the best players in MLB in the last 20 some years, you know, if not longer, if you're considering everything he does pitching and hitting, he's probably the best player since Ruth in that respect, with doing both. Because, I mean, nobody has done both to a, a great standard like he has since Ruth off the top of my head. I mean, to be able to succeed in both facets. And not just be average at one and great at the other, but to be truly great at both. It ain't been nobody since Ruth. So what is the value for a player like that? It's not like it's not like you're trading for just a bat at the deadline. So if you're just trading for the best hitter in baseball at the time, that commands a certain a certain value. Whether that's a top prospect and a couple MLB ready uh, players, but you're trading for one, the best bat in the league and one of the best arms simultaneously. So what is the true value for Otani with that in mind? It just, you know, it's mind-blowing to think about because it's not something that people thought that we would have to think about. You know, this is not normal. This guy is an anomaly. He's an anomaly. And the Angels have got to find a way to get some value for him, in my opinion. You can't just you can't just rate the wait the rest of this contract out the last three months of his contract, not make the playoffs and just say, oh, we're we're happy with selling jerseys and and having a sellout every four or five days. Or ha- even if they're selling out every day, fuck it. You can't just say you're happy with that. You got to be able to get some return. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got to be able to get some return, some sporting return. Not just financial return, but some sporting return. 
or you're just going to end up in the same in the same shithole that you've been in as as the Angels. You know, it's just not not winning, not producing. If you get some sporting return, you can be able to manage to keep some of those fans coming in the stadium. Possibly, you'd be able to put a better product on the field. You know, so that's I think me personally, I think that they should try and cash in on them and get as much as they can. You know, there'll be a team to to give up a lot for them. That way, he and then they'll you know have them sign an extension right there. I'm sure that would be a prerequisite to the trade, or even if it's a rental, you could get some good value for them. I don't think he would sign his extension with that team unless it's the team that he has earmarked for who he would, one of the teams that he has earmarked that he would like to go to, you know? So y'all let me know. Y'all call in 931-603-1476. What do y'all think about Shohei Otani? Where do y'all think he should go? Do you think the Angels should trade him? Do you think the Angels should keep him? Where do y'all think he would go if the Angels traded him? Let me know in the comments or if y'all call in. Let me see. So I'm also going to talk about this the finalist list. I think it has some weight to it. I mean, it was a couple years ago, but it's still it could somewhat get us into the mind of of Shohei and see what he's thinking when he's looking at some of these teams. So when let me see if I can find this list. See a bunch of Wimayana shit when he's his bodyguard is smacking uh what's her name? His bodyguard is smacking Britney Spears. She's tripping. Let me see. We're about to get a caller in here. About to get a caller in. Let me see. All right. All right. Rob, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. We got a distinguished, a distinguished Angels fan. Here, Rob, a buddy from college of mine. What are your thoughts on Otani? Well, first, give me your thoughts on the Angels season as a whole and what you think is uh, going to be the outcome of this season. Uh, I think we'll probably go just over 500. I think Trout will be out longer than we think. Right. And all the free agent signings we did just to give us deaths have all been hurt. So I... Uh, I really don't know what to think now, but um, I don't know what they're going to do with Otani either. So, What do you want them to do with Otani? I kind of want them to keep him, but at the same time, I do want the prospects. So. Right. I mean, I just don't know what what would be worth it, though. That's what I was just thinking. That's what I was just saying is, you know, in the past, there's somewhat a precedent for rentals when it's uh you know one of the best hitters in the league but it's not like you're just trading for the best hitter in the league at this point you're trading for the best hitter and pitcher in the league you're getting two and one so how could you even put a value on that yeah so i almost think it's a double but i know it sounds crazy but i don't know if people will do that with the value on rental or uh prospects now right so. And it all, you know, it all depends on the team that he goes to. If he signs the extension, you know, up into that trade with them, you know, I don't know if he would do that. Do you think he would even do that? No, he told the Angels he wouldn't talk about the contract um, during the season. So teams may be scared away just because of that, too. He's not talking about any contract during the season? Apparently not. 
He wow. wouldn't even do that during spring training. Wow. Well, I guess that, I mean, I understand why players do that, but I mean, you're talking about your future, especially if he gets traded to a premier team like the, like the Dodgers or, or some, or even, I hate to say it, the Yankees. But then again, if you think about it, he's sort of cutting his own throat if he signs an extension without hitting the open market, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I read an article saying that, uh, Someone guessed that it would be seven years, five hundred and fifty million, and uh, they said it would be a lot higher than that. Seven so. years, one hundred and fifty million. Five hundred and fifty million. I was about to say it. Only one hundred and fifty would be his billions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seven years, five hundred and fifty bi- or a million. I was about to say billion again. What does that average out a year for seven over five fifty? Is that forty or eight, twelve, sixteen? Hell no, that ain't forty. That's like eighty. Uh, even more than that. I don't even know. It's not it's not quite a hundred. Eight, sixteen, twenty-four, thirty-two, forty. Four eighty. That's like how much is that? You said five hundred and fifty million? Seventy-eight million a year. Oh my God. <laughs> It'd be worth it though. Cause I mean, like you like you said, you're sort of paying for you're sort of paying for the best hitter and the best pitcher <laughs> in the league. So, I mean, that's not necessarily double of what people are making, but you're sort of getting a discount. Because you could you could go get the best of both worlds out in the out in the uh, free agency, the best hitter and the best pitcher individually, but how much would that cost you a year? Right. I think he's only getting better, too. It's just a scary part. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it may be time for the Angels to sell. I mean, he, uh, he hit more home runs in the month of June than the Angels had wins. He had what so. sixteen in the month of June, something insane like that. Yeah, he had fifteen. <laughs> I ain't even hit sixteen in my life. <laughs> that man right. hit him in, in the month of June against MLB pitching. It's insane. All right. while still pitching. I wonder what his practice regimen is of him pitching and hitting. He's got to be out out there all the time. He doesn't hit live BP apparently, but he doesn't hit really live BP at all. No, Early he just does T work and stuff. There. I guess. Wow. I always thought that was weird when guys did that. That's the only thing I'd want to do. I wouldn't want to do no fucking T work. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to just be up in a batting cage hitting T work or doing soft toss. Fuck that. That's crazy. He doesn't hit live BP. I will give you a weird spin though. Um, I don't know if the Angels will trade Otani just mm-hmm. because they've already called up all their prospects that are ready to go. Yeah. And we don't, it'll be a long time and they don't really have the infrastructure to develop prospects either. Mm -hmm. And they're making a lot of money just from Japan. Um, by having Otani run out there and play. That's what I was thinking. They may just squeeze everything they can out of him. Um, and try to make a big trade just to help until Trout gets back, which I think that would possibly kill us because we have Joe Adele ready. Um, but he's probably our best prospect now and I just right. assume we'll trade him. But so don't be surprised to see that either. That's a that's a good shout. I could see that happening. But and here's one thing if you're just gonna squeeze everything out from a financial perspective in that in that way of just trying to get him, you know, playing all the games, keep the stadium full and such for the last three months of the year. To me, I wouldn't want my team to do that from a sporting perspective 
and try and get everything they can to put the best product on the field by trading them. You know, it's a two it's two sides of a coin. I know, and I don't. I'll probably so our double A farm team and our triple A farm team are in leagues where they have like a they're experimental leagues, so they yeah. test out things that they want to put into MLB eventually. It's like we can't even really like develop guys as well as we'd like to just because they're doing a bunch of bullshit yeah. on there. Right. That's why we called Benjur so so early. Yeah. Wow. But, Man, Angels so are in like a tough spot, even, Yeah, so they don't even really have the infrastructure to really be developing guys either yet. Um that's why we've always been signing big name guys. Yeah. And they just Unfortunately, they haven't been painting out. No, especially Rendon, man. What's the latest on Rendon? Have you heard about anything with him? Did he get hit in the knee or did he get hit in the foot? Apparently, it was a shin, um, but he didn't break his leg, and we haven't put him on the IL yet. Which they can always retroactivate him if, uh, yeah, you know, if it takes too long. But so far, he was even on the lineup last or two nights ago. He was on the bench. Yeah. What do you make of Otani's injury, too, with the blister? I mean, it shouldn't be lingering. I mean, I don't think he's going to pitch in the All-Star game, but. Yeah, so he'll have, like, an extra week to get better. But Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of weird because he had that cracked fingernail, so he decided to throw out a lot of his pitches and put all of his experimental pitches against San Diego. Mm -hmm. So he's throwing a cutter and then split finger a lot. Yeah. That just caused another blister, I assume. Um, so, how many pitches yeah. does he throw? A ton, apparently. <laughs> Those Japanese guys—they come over. I mean, it's in the best way possible. They come over to the MLB and they have a whole bag of pitches to throw. Like Matsuzaka just created a pitch. You know, it's it's crazy how the culture over there, pitching wise, is so different than over here. You know, it's like much yeah. more deceptive. Otani's just different too. He, uh, that's all he wants to do is play baseball and eat and sleep. Mm-hmm. So. What is uh? Let me let me go through this finals list, the finalist list from 2017 when he was uh when he was what's his name? Let me see. Miguel's trying to do a three way. Let me actually I might be able to get him on here. But the so the finalist list that was in 2017 was the Dodgers, of course, the Angels, Giants, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Cubs. The Yankees weren't even on that list. The Red Sox weren't even on that list. Do you think he's probably changed since then? Because, you know, some of these teams are contending now and some of them aren't. And, you know, with him being in the Angels, I don't think they would trade within the division to the Mariners or Rangers. So that sort of knocks them out of the list for the trades. But where do you think he would go trade wise of? If somebody comes and gets them, uh, see, I don't know because Otani apparently wants to stay on the West Coast, but maybe it won't even matter if it's just for a couple of months, right? Um, that does change so, the dynamic too. Yeah, and his mom takes care of all of his money, so <laughs> is she stateside also? I have no clue. Hmm. I don't think so, but. 
Yeah, that that's a good question. I think part of it is what Otani would want, I guess. But uh, I don't know if the Dodgers would do that because they're in kind of a rough situation with injuries. And I think they're building up just to try to sign him yeah. next year. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Giants would push for him. Do they have the facilities uh, to, to get him, though? Like I'm not too I'm not too familiar with the Giants farm system and such, but I mean you you have to the Angels are going to command quite a bit for him because they don't have to trade him by any means. You know that's what no, that's what's driving his value up so much. Yeah, I don't know what would happen if we trade him. Um, I almost think that he would be okay going on the East Coast if it means trying to compete um, for a World Series. But he's come out recently and said that winning's become more important to him, hasn't he? Yeah, and, you know, that's why I kind of think the Angels may try to go all in and Mm -hmm. just try to salvage the season. And because Artie decided not to trade or sell the team, um, he wants to make money now. (laughs) Um, But I really don't know where he would go. Um, He's come out and said that, well, the owner came out He's, I guess he's the richest man in Arizona. That ain't helping him. That ain't helping him none with the Angels, is it? How long has he been y'all's owner? Oh, I don't even know. It's been a long time, hasn't it? A really it? long time. Yeah. yeah. And he's really known for just making big signings and not wanting to develop prospects. I guess that's what's keeping him in good faith with the fans a little bit. That's what's saving him. You know, is that every year y'all got a surprise signing up your sleeve. That's true. We just haven't done good. Yeah, Rendon, Pujols, and you know the list goes on. Harper, like not Harper, sucks. but Hamilton. I mean, I, I he was a decent sized sign. I mean, it's a it's a big name, nonetheless. Yeah, that was five years, one hundred twenty five million though. Five years, one hundred twenty five. Yeah, twenty five years. That was a lot at the time, though. That was. Yeah. I mean, now looking back at it, 25 a year doesn't seem like much. And it's crazy how money, how the how money is, the sense of money is gone and people just are throwing around these numbers like it's not ungodly amounts of money. But 25 a year for a bat like Hamilton really ain't shit now, you know? No. So. No. So, yeah, let me, uh, no. I'm going to go ahead and get, get Nigel on, man. You stay in the chat and uh, let All us right. know what you think. But I think he he said he's got some trade some trade destinations for him. All right, I'll uh, I I'll either accept them or veto them. So, <laughs> all right, buddy. Let's see what he's got. I'll see. Appreciate you calling. That's Rob, an Angels fan. He's uh, he's not too happy with the Angels at the moment, to say the least. We're gonna get Nigel on a D-backs fan. He's got some. He's got some interesting trade trade scenarios. Interesting trade scenarios. Give me one second. All right, Nigel, you're on live, live on the sports section morning show. What do you think about Otani, man? Oh, I think they lose him. I think he's gone. He's good as gone. I mean, he should be. He should be. But what do you what do you think they could command in getting him? You know? I've been hearing um if it's someone who's legit who can play, like within the, he's got a real chance to win in this year, I mean, they can give up the farm. I mean, all right, say it's the Dodgers. Yeah. You give up 
all right, here's the Dodgers trade if Rob's still listening. You get their number three prospect, Bush. He's second base in outfield. Mm-hmm. He's the number two prospect for second basements out of the entire farm system. Stone. He's their number five right-handed prospect. You get Miller, who's their number one right-handed prospect. And you can get their catcher. They got like two catchers that are like top five for their prospects. But I mean, they were talking about um, they would get an MLB ready talent too, wouldn't they? Uh, Bush is um, I think Miller is already pitching up in the majors. Mm-hmm. Um, Stone might be in Double A, Triple A. I don't know. The catcher Cartoya, he's in Triple A, Double A, and then I think Bush, Bush might have made an appearance right now. I don't know yet. But they were talking about if the Dodgers or the Yankees, anyone with the uh, deep pockets. Basically, you are doing ba- uh, a two-month rental yeah. season and then hopefully deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But at that same time, like, yeah, you give up a farm. However, you get you get a head start. Like, yeah, they said Otani don't want to talk about no trade, like no uh, contract negotiations. But, I mean, dude, they're going to give them 10 years. Yeah, north of 550 is yeah. what Jeff Patson said. So, I mean, the... You he's least starting at 55 here. He, he's starting 60. I don't even... What is, who's the top price? Is it Soto right now? I want to say Soto. Yeah, it's it's 5 to 10 more than Soto because he can pitch. Right. And that's I what, mean... So that's the thing. That that's what I was saying earlier is these teams that are going to be trading for him, I know it's a rental, but like you said, you get a head start on negotiations, even though he says he's not going to be negotiating. I don't believe that shit. It's, he's not going to be, but his his camp might. But his camp might, yeah. All you got to just talk to mom and be like, "Hey, mama, here's the deal. <laughs> you are going to be set. You can buy Kyoto. You can buy Okinawa with all this money. Guess what? You want your own slice of Japan? You got it. No, yeah, seriously." The teams, they're not just trading for the best hitter in baseball. They're trading for the best hitter and the best pitcher in baseball. You know, that's what I'm saying. They, they at least for sure, they for sure get two top prospects from whatever team they get. One's got to be a hitter, one's got to be a pitcher. Has to, right? And then maybe like an expiring contract so they still have money. I don't know. See, that's the thing because they, they should have been saving up just in case. Because, like, yeah, all right, say they do try to keep home. I mean, you have to pull out everything. You give up your firstborn, his firstborn, and your fucking great grandchild, and to give keep them on. Because I'm the Dodgers. I mean, they've been saving up. I think that's why they haven't really been doing much this off uh, closer to the trade deadline. Except like, okay, can we get Otani quicker, or do we wait? And like, yeah, I know we can get them because we got deep pockets, right? So we're going to I'm going to go over that list, the finalist list of who were who were his finalists in 2017 again. And I think that might give us a glimpse into Otani's thought process, maybe of where he's looking at team wise. Rob said that he wanted to stay on the West Coast, but also he made a good point about the the rental is Otani probably wouldn't be too opposed to going out east for the rental for just the two or three months, as long as it gives him a good chance to win, you know. That and I mean, gives them if you do it that way, you blow them out the water, you show them a good time, you show them what life could be like on the east coast. But hey, you know, yeah, you want to be closer to the west coast because of Japan and everything. However, this is what we offer over here, right? All right, give me give me that list. I think I might have a few of them, but I think I got like two surprises, three surprises on it. 
Right. So the list is the Dodgers, the Angels, they ain't got no fucking chance. Giants, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Cubs. So we'll be right. talking about just for the rental, though, not afterwards, because that's a whole different thing. So uh, you can ask the Mariners and the Rangers out of it because they're not they're probably not going to trade within the division. The Angels, I don't see that. Uh, depends who they get. Like, all right, for the Rangers, I like Jack Leader. He he throws like a hundred. I mean, he's been shaky in his starts, and then they got an outfielder named Carter, who's their number one prospect. Right. I mean, so yeah, I doubt it. But for who is that now? Yeah, I don't think. Hey, that's just the Rangers. I only yeah. I only put two guys down because I doubt that's going to happen. The Mariners. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen either. I think they already did pretty big signings because they got Jesse Winker, what, two years ago. They have uh, Robbie Way, uh, Robbie Ray. Yeah. Uh, who else did they sign? But I think, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rodriguez is their guy. I don't yeah. think they need another. They don't need another. The Giants, the Giants, like you guys were talking, the Giants actually do have a decent farm system. Mm-hmm. Like they got, all right, so this is what I got for the Giants. You get Harrison, left-handed pitcher. He's their number one prospect, and he's the number one left-handed pitcher prospect in all of the minor leagues. He's the number one in all the minor leagues? Yeah. Yeah. You get Luciano. He's a shortstop. He is their number two prospect, and he's the number six prospect in the entire league for shortstops. And he's got connections to the mob. Uh, No, he looks... uh, He's, 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 I don't know. I don't even know if he's Italian. It might His last name is Luciano. He's got to be Italian. <laughs> look at him. He don't really look Italian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. And then you got uh, this outfielder named Brown. He's their number six prospect. That's the Giants. And I mean, honestly, the Giants are up in the Bay. That's yeah. pretty close. That's, 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 that's close. Yeah, like I mean that's and all his uh, his uh, deals in Japan and everything. That's that's homemade. Mm-hmm. The Giants would be. I think that would be probably where he goes if free agency. If he gets the free agency anyway, would be the Giants. The Giants and then who else? The Cubs. I don't know if he'd do the Cubs honestly. But what's their record? Are they even good enough? Would he be going I, from the Angels from the <laughs> the Angels West to Angels East? Let me look at it right now. Hey, the Cubs are eight games back in the Central, so I doubt that happens. Hell no. Yeah, and that's the Central. Or NL. Yeah, he's going to Angels NL, the National League. And they're they're worse than the Angels. They're 40 and 46. That ain't happening. I'll give you hope. Boston. Here's Boston's trade. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So you got Meyer. Your guys is a number one shortstop. Yeah, that's the one we drafted from Miami. Yeah, so he's the third best shortstop in all of the minors. Mm-hmm. And then just in time, hey, tell Sedan to pack his bags. <laughs> he's going to LA. Rafaela, there's he 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 moved up. You guys use your guys as number two prospect. No, he's yeah, he's good, man. I talked to Saison from time to time about him. Saison said he's ready, man. He should be. And then uh Mata, your guys is a right hander. Mm-hmm. Your guys is like six prospects, just to give him something. That would be a it's good haul bad. for the Angels. I think that they would command a little good. more than that, though. But it's a rental, I, too. It's 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 two months. If you can flip them, then you get them long term. So that I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. However, if it's two months, you make a deep run, and you guys actually have a shot at the series, 
then yeah. But I don't think you guys do. No, I After that it goes GM to the Yankees. That GM for Boston, I forget his name. He's he's put so much effort into rehabilitating the farm system and getting it healthy. I don't think he would throw it away for a chance at Otani unless he really was really, really, really confident and had a backroom agreement, you know, that he would be able to get a contract signed. Then it would be worth it, of course. But I don't know about that one. It'd be nice. Yeah. And then the Yankees, honestly, I think they they have a – you could do Volpe. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you could either do Stanton if you want to get off of Stanton, or you throw in Dominguez, their number one prospect. He's an outfielder. I mean, and they I have mean, fucking money. They have money too. I'm, yeah, they got plenty of fucking money. They're high on Volpe, but hell, I don't think he's that damn good, to be honest. He was struggling, and then he made some um, adjustments, and now he's hitting. But I mean, young guy, he's your probably your best guy out there. Mm-hmm. You're not trading Judge. Um, who was the other? Uh, not Urshela. Who was their other shortstop that they moved to second? Glaber. Um, yeah, Glaber. I don't know. Glaber kind of. Glaber came. Glaber they should get his ass gone too. Right. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to re-sign him or extend him after this. Honestly, I don't think he hasn't lived up to the hype. No, they should put him in the package. Well, they. I hope they don't yeah. get Otani to begin with. But if they do, Glaber could okay, be. The, he, he should be the first fucking name on the on the list. So you would do Glaber, Dominguez, and then maybe Wells. But I mean, they got O'Hop, and he's a catcher, so they don't need another catcher prospect. Right. Rob says the Angels have multiple guys in the outfield ready to go, so they may not want outfield prospects. They've got good pitching prospects too, don't they? You, you, yeah, but you can't count Adele, Joe Adele, as a fucking prospect. Dude's what? He's been up four times now, and then <laughs> yeah. now he's hitting three hundred. I mean, <laughs> he shit, ain't a dude, prospect he's like, no more. No, he ain't no prospect. And I mean, damn, like you look at his stats, he's hitting below the Mendoza line. Yeah. Every time I've seen him out there, he's struggling, strikeout city. And the only time we uh, ever see like hype out, out of him is every time we see hype out of him is when he's out in the fucking minor leagues hitting a bomb. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he hit a bomb today. Guess what? He struck out fucking eight times the day before. <laughs> Jay Will said the Padres out because Soto said that dumb shit. I mean, yes, was, no. what Soto said was pretty dumb. He didn't do no shuffling. His ass was shuffling back to the dugout four times. But the problem yeah. is, he faced Otani four times in five innings. <laughs> yeah, fuck. But I don't think I don't think the Padres can do it either. I mean, they have money tied up in Soto. They have money tied up in uh, what you call it, Tatis. Unless you want to get out of him, but I mean, you're not going to do that, really. Yeah. Who else? Who's their staff? Musgrove. Darvish. Darvish. Okay, I mean, Darvish could be it. You think they would move Darvish? No, no, they don't. I don't think they move Darvish. They keep Darvish. But, I mean, they're, dude, they're eight and a half games behind, and they're struggling with all that talent. They are. I don't think it does anything good. But let me see. What is the West looking like? Like oh, they it's could, us, baby. It's us. <laughs> it's Arizona. Dodgers are a half game back. The Giants are pretty fucking close. That's what scares me. They're two and a half. Oh, the Padres are fucked. They're eight and a half. And then Colorado is they're selling. They're garbage, dude. And then actually, you know who might be a wild card trade just for like the two month rental? And then just like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. And like they might have a shot at winning the series is the Reds. They have no. a young core already. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, all right. Tell Rob to listen to this. Tell Rob to listen to this. All right. 
So you from the Reds, I gave a, I I put like four prospects together. Mm-hmm. All right, Marte is the shortstop. He's their number two, and he's the number seven prospect in all of the minors. Right. You have Abbott, who is their number five. He's a left-handed pitcher. He's a number three prospect in all of the minors. Yeah. You have Strand or Encarnacion Strand. Mm-hmm. He's a first baseman. He's their number six, but he's the number three prospect in all of the minors. And then you get Collier. He's a third baseman, their number four prospect, but the number five prospect in all the minors. So the Angels would stack up their infield. Yeah. Make something out of nothing. And the Reds, the best part for them, you have Cruz who's come out. You have India. So, I mean, your your infield's kind of already set. You don't uh-huh. need – right now, you don't know if your prospects will transition or not. That's the thing with prospects, but, too, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, the Reds got nothing to lose. They're right in the hot hand. And, I mean, shit, Cincinnati needs something. Look at those sorry motherfuckers. We've all been to Cincinnati. They ain't <laughs> shit to do there. That's what I'm saying. Cincinnati don't deserve a player of Otani's caliber. <laughs> It's a two-month rental, and you know Otani ain't going to fucking go there either. So, I mean, either way, he stays on the West Coast afterwards. He wouldn't even fucking live in Cincinnati. He would no, probably fly in from some different city. He'd just stay in the difference. He'd stay in Chicago, flying to Cincinnati, and be like, all right, I'm here to play. All right, I'm going back. <laughs> just go back to Chicago, yeah. He gives them a little hope, and he says, all right, I'm out of here. That's a fun hypothetical right there. I don't think they do that just because of... Uh, all the, uh, you know, they've built that team from the ground up, really strive to it. They're going to throw that shit away for two months of Otani. Otani mania. No, yeah, but I mean, Marte's their shortstop, but you already have Ellie De La Cruz, so I mean, he's stuck there. Yeah. India, you moved to second. Um, I don't know who their third baseman is, honestly, but I mean, they already have their infield set, prospect set. I mean, right. they're fine. I mean, they, they got could do it hypothetically. They they got prospects to give up because I mean they've sucked so fucking much. I mean mm-hmm. they got enough farm system to actually trade away. Rob is wanting the D back scenario if they were to trade for Otani. There's no fucking D back scenario. I don't even want it. <laughs> it's too much. We finally have a farm system. I'm I'm happy we're winning. I'll, if we make if we keep the lead or even if we lose the division and we keep the fucking wild card, we make it past the wild card. That's happy. That's good for me, man. Do you think Reds fans aren't saying the same exact thing? Oh, the Reds fans right now are fucking World Series or bust, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Do <laughs> you think those motherfuckers can comprehend where they're at? No. Look at what they're doing. I was going to make a meth joke real right there. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my. Well, they're still riding the Bengals high. You know, that. Oh my God! They, they're sell, they're starting to put together the Super Bowl parade for the Bengals next season. All right, they've already started they doing got, it. They already got the banners and everything set up. They're ready to go. I don't know if it's gonna happen though. What else? Jay will say Tatis, Machado, Soto, and Otani. Would, yeah, that would be insane. He said he thinks the Padres have enough money for free agency if they get them. They find it somewhere. I mean, they they've said fuck it with the money. They're they're too far gone with the money. But also, oh, they, what about the Mets? I mean, the Mets ain't doing too hot, but no, the Mets. But the Mets might lose a Verlander. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna get to. I think the Mets might sell Verlander, mm-hmm. or no, not Verlander, Scherzer. Scherzer. They'll get out of Scherzer, and then that's why I'm saying the no D backs trade for Otani because I think uh, Montgomery or um, Giolito. Yeah. Might be a trade for them, so I don't think they're going to go Otani. They just need another guy on the rotation. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the Mets but, or the D-backs? 
the D backs, the yeah. Mets. I actually do got a Mets trade. It's their Italian motherfucker named Maruccio. He's a shortstop. <laughs> Ramirez, he's an outfielder. And then Hamill, he's a right handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. That's their number two, number four, number six prospects in their farm system. They said uh, Rob said Otani wouldn't go to a team with an older Japanese guy like Darvish because of the respect issue. Dude, I don't even understand that shit. He wouldn't go? He wouldn't. Why the fuck not? Respect your elders. <laughs> you know, it's different, man. It, he Maybe he don't want to steal his spotlight. But Darvish hey, doesn't have any hey. fucking spotlight over there like that. Yeah, I know, but tangent, Adidas, uh, you know, Love is Blind, uh, Japan, they do got some weird customs out there, though. Dude, I, but back to baseball, I don't, I don't understand that shit. Why not? Like you do a little samurai showdown out there. Like all right, garbage went samurai crap. showdown. <laughs> he said a samurai showdown. Let me see. Otani to Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> no, Atlanta doesn't need Otani. No, I don't. I don't see a. I don't see Atlanta. They're doing that. Dude, if you if you look at Atlanta's like roster, like their pitching roster is stacked and they're getting guys back. Who is the I know uh fucking Wilkerson's gotta be like head over hills and everything, right? Has now. to be. Has to be. Yeah, Rob said that's exactly yeah. the thing, still on spotlight and his team. How it's not even Darvish's team. I didn't think it was his team either. But I guess it's right now. Honestly, it was I can say so much right now. Well, maybe he, maybe he just bow down to him when he goes there or something, and it's all good. Well, I mean, how does that work? You watch he Love like, Island to go. How does that work? Oh yeah, fuck. Little, uh, damn it, I gotta think of it. But he, yeah, Darvish could be like the emperor, and you know, uh, Otani could be like his little samurai guard out there, like protecting him. I but, think hey, be backwards. Nah. <laughs> yeah, do then you, Darvish got to be like Simpuku, got to kill himself. Oh my god! I don't. That, that shit ain't happening, man. What? <laughs> man, look it up. Look it up. That's what the samurai did. They got disgraced. They fucking got the little short sword, slit their abdomen open, and homeboy chopped his head off. Jeez. Fucking Jesus. fucked up. Dude, kids, listen to this. <laughs> kids, listen to this. Ross and Angels fans oh, didn't know if they could get my Ada because of that. That's oh, really a thing. Are we serious? I didn't know that. That's dumb as fuck. Then honestly, I would. So that means he can't come quick. to. That means he can't go to Boston. Then we got a Japanese player too. I think he might be younger though, but he's gonna be pissed. I don't understand that. Do the Dodgers have any Japanese players? Uh, not that I know of, honestly. Damn, that can't be a thing. Can't be. Rob, are you sure? Is this PC enough? I don't think it is. No, I don't know. We'll get we'll get off the top. What do you think about the Diamondbacks? Do you think the Diamondbacks? How far do you think they'll go, man? I just said they're on a slide right now. Get, I said if as long as we get past the wild card, even if we say we lose the lead, we get in the wild card, we make it past the wild card. That's a good season. That's yeah. a good start for a young core. And then trade deadline. Say we get a Giolito or a Montgomery. If we get Montgomery, then we definitely got to make it past the second round. We got to make it to the uh, NLDS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to make it decently far. But if we get like Giolito, I, I've had Giolito on fantasy before. That motherfucker's spotty, but he is good here and there. So mm-hmm. depends. You build off of that, and then next year, shit, free agency. Let's see what we can do. Because honestly, I think I did hear 
sports radio back home was like, I think there's only two guys for sure that got contracts after next series. Like they want to bring out, bring back Lord Goriel. Yeah. But they don't know what his, um, is going to look like. But the only one is, uh, coming back is Carol, mm-hmm. um, Gallon. I don't even think Merrill Kelly's got a contract past that. Like, yeah, we got, and Alex Thomas in the outfield. And then we got a bunch of younger guys coming up. We got another, uh, we got another young shortstop in the uh, ranks coming up. We got Drew Jones' his son coming up. We got another outfielder. So, y'all pretty set. What were your expectations before the year for them? If you could think before about. the year, yeah, before the year. Honestly, what did you think, dude? Wild card. Oh man, you were high on that. That are you sure that was your realistic expectations or your fan expectations? Fan expectations, wild card, realistic expectations, a third in the fucking division, man. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I thought the, uh, you thought the I Padres thought were going to be fucking amazing. I thought the San Diego was going to take over, but I mean, they haven't done shit. Nothing. Honestly, they're crumbling. They're just like the Mets right now. So like, you're throwing money mm-hmm. and it ain't working. The and bad thing about your, and you gave up your entire farm system. So you got nothing yeah. to fall back on except you got to throw money at a fucking. The garbage can right now. The bad fire. thing about those two teams is that they that money is so spread out in the future too. They're they're fucked. Yeah, they. Uh, they I they made a deal with the devil. For, I don't blame them for trading for Soto, but I would have got rid of Tatis for sure. You would have got rid of Tatis. Yeah, I mean he's fucking injury prone. Yeah, he's like a him and Bad Bunny look so much alike. He's like who's the Walmart version? But I mean none of them can <laughs> stay healthy. And then fucking yeah, I don't know. I take Soto. Um, I mean, Soto, I think Soto's I get, a good get, but Tatis, I think I'd yeah. get out of. I think I would get out of Blake Snell's contract. He's mm-hmm. not doing too much, and that was pretty iffy. Um, Darvish is getting up there in age, so I think you can get out of that one too. So you t- keep Musgrove, and who else? Is there? Let me look at the roster right now. They gotta. I mean, they just they've went all in, and you know that. I'm not too familiar with their farm system, but they gave up a lot for Soto. Oh, they got Bill Hader or Josh Hader. I forgot that. Yeah, they do have Hader. But, oh, they're talking about the, the Padres possibly getting Salvi from the uh, the Royals. I don't know about that. But the, the problem with them is they've mortgaged their future with all these signings oh, yeah, and all got, this money spread out. They got fucking Bogarts. I forgot that. And Cronenworth. Cronenworth signed a big contract, too. Yeah. And they have Machado. I keep forgetting that. Holy I don't. Shit. How the fuck are they losing? What are they they're doing? I mean, Machado's. Let, let's see what their stats are. And they just here. extended him in the offseason. They did. No, he was threatening to leave, and they said, "Oh, we'll we'll, we'll pay you this." I don't know how. I think he got like two hundred and fifty. I think it's insane amount of money. They're they're fucked. I mean, Soto's hitting 272, and he's their highest right now. Oh, Tatis is hitting 287. Okay, okay. Yeah. Jay will says Tatis still young. He was acting like Machado was when he was in the Orioles. That's a good point. Machado was sort of a diva in, in Baltimore. But, I mean, he was the only fucking player out there. They had Adam Jones and him. He was, and I think the Orioles could make a run, but I don't think they They're will. They're decent. Yeah. The Rays, the Rays might be able to go for Otani, too. They got they got always good prospects. Yeah, they, they do have good prospects. The they got pitching at the ass, man. Like I don't even know what the fuck they do. They just find these motherfuckers. They also are like a hundred. <laughs> but Tampa Bay is like Cincinnati, man. The city ain't big enough for Otani. 
Tampa. Tampa. Hey, look at look, look what Tom did. Tom Tom brought life to Tampa. The Rays can do the Rays are getting a new stadium, I think. Is that confirmed? I think they are. Oh. I think they are. I think I don't know. I think uh, I think they heard um yeah, uh, a key trade for the Rays would be you bring in more uh, people to help with the funding for the stadium. But I don't know. I don't keep up with that shit. I just kinda heard it on another fucking channel. Oh, uh, their plan is is close. They say, but he said uh, that before. Yeah, I don't know. Shocker could be a fucking Oakland. Oakland says, you know what? Hey, we're not leaving the Bay. <laughs> we're, um, we're we're staying in the Bay for Otani. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're not. Hey, hey, we're not moving to Vegas. We're moving to Tokyo. All right, gentlemen, pack your bags. Learn Japanese. Otani, you get your dream. Tokyo Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob said, I don't want Tampa trades if they're dealing pitchers away. I shit, I would take them. Dude, they're top pitchers. I mean, yeah, I would. Take I don't them. know if they're. I don't know if they're dealing pitchers away. I got their Williams, their shortstop. Rob looked that up. Montgomery's a left-handed pitcher. Yeah, Gonzato's a first baseman, and then they got another shortstop or third baseman that was like their top one too. I mean, mm-hmm. you get deals out of them. I like, look at so uh, Rosarena. Like, like, you get a Rosarena too out of that. For you, I don't think you would trade, but you can get a player like that. Potentially. Yeah, I was say, you wouldn't I get mean, a Rosarena. Because they, they do they do have a solid farm system. They do develop their players, unlike yeah. the Angels, because they can't do shit. Rob had a bunch of excuses earlier about why they can't develop players because of developmental league bullshit. Uh, they don't have the infrastructure to do it. You know, it was a whole. It sounded like a whole bunch of excuses to me. He said that's I why mean, they signed a bunch of players because they can't. They don't have the infrastructure to develop. I mean, look at uh, Marsh. Wasn't a uh, Marsh an angel? He's turned out pretty well. He hits fucking good, but I yep. mean, it's still spotty. Yeah, Jay was at Tokyo Atletico. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that'd be funny. But uh, yeah, man, I think we've hit this nail on the head. I think we're gonna talk about some Titans, man. We got the betting gods came out for the year, and we're only favored uh, in six games. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, hey, you and uh, Trail had some high hopes, motherfuckers. Like I, I listened to that shit, and I was like, you know what? All right, I can see. I'll encourage you guys and inflate your egos for 10 but then i started looking at it and i was like hey these games aren't that fucking easy yes they are our schedule is dog shit at after those first six and i'm letting you know right now that if jacksonville comes out hot you lose both to jacksonville and then you are you guys are in titans fashion gonna lose to fucking houston i think you sweep the colts you will lose one game to houston yeah, yeah. that's what i that said brown's that Browns game isn't as close as you guys think. Like they have. A I said the Browns game. game. We're getting slaughtered. And then Baltimore. You think Baltimore and uh, what you call it? The U. Uh, is it Germany or the UK? They're playing London. London. I'm going out there for it. You are. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. It's gonna but, be a good time. Hey, OBJ and all that. Uh, and Lamar. You, I got to see what you guys is doing in the preseason. We got we got to see preseason. The first- we don't. Nobody gives a fuck about preseason. Wait till week. Wait till week eight after the Atlanta game. After the Atlanta game, I was gonna say, all right, at least week five, maybe week five. No, no, a little no. definition of we we might have won one game by week five. <laughs> hey, I'm probably in the same boat. I'm probably going zero and six in the first fucking weeks, dude. Zero and eight. If we start oh, off zero yeah. and eight. 
We start off 0-8. I'll be. I, I gotta tell my buddy to fucking start burning his Kyler jersey. Start training that shit away. There's a gone. scenario where they where the Cardinals are absolute garbage and are able to draft Caleb Williams. Would you take Caleb Williams? Fuck yeah. And what would you do with Kyler though? I don't give a fuck. He's going wherever I send him. You trade him to yeah. fucking uh, Phase, the esports team. Dude, I trade him to the esports <laughs> team. I send his ass to fucking trade the him to Activision. Detroit. I sent him to Detroit. I sent him to Washington. Hey, buddy, that's where you're going. Wherever I say, you didn't work out. You're too injury prone. And you got your fucking feelings hurt all the time on the internet. You didn't want to fucking talk to anyone. He needs to make a burner like KD so he can defend himself. Oh, hey, KD said I can find my fucking uh, my burners on the threads. On threads. Yeah, he's got a a threads burner already. All I know (laughs) is... The Cardinals are going down, but ever the Suns hot, D backs hot, Mercury hot. Oh my I god! Think we've you, been the, you count the WNBA team too? Hey, we're always hot. Honestly, I think we're like fucking like multi championships. I don't keep up with that shit, but we're hot. It's the only championships that ever been that ever came to Phoenix. WNBA. WNBA, get the fuck out of here. Hey, Rattlers are a arena football team, dude. They're they're fucking oh my good. They got as arena football. Hey, they got some sick ass jerseys too. Honestly, they're pretty dope. That's a championship y'all got for arena football. The jerseys? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, they actually win. But uh, no, nah, the Rattlers, baby, they got copper, turquoise, and black. Those some sick ass jerseys. Mm. Man, hey, I thought you guys were gonna get D Hop. What happened, huh? What happened to all that? It, it, it still, it still remains to be seen. He he was pissed. So he had somebody gave him some pork in his damn clam chowder. It was probably on that Southwest flight, too. You guys fucked up. Uh, I, like, hey, that's what I said. They say he's bougie. He sounds bougie. Honestly, hey, from it sounds like maybe he was the problem. Well, Wasn't Kyler? Maybe maybe it was D-Hop this entire time. I've heard from, from sources familiar with him, and I ain't going to say who, but he's not the like the best teammate to have. That's what they said. Exactly. He Which just one? Does D-Hop or Kyler? We know Kyler ain't the best teammate, but D-Hop. Oh, dude, I don't know if he's Muslim. If he's Muslim, it's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he had pork in his clam chowder and he was hot. He says first time he ate pork in eight years. Maybe his career goes yeah, downhill after that. That's that bullshit. He was in Houston for how long? Barbecue. He never had fucking pork. That's bullshit. That's what he said. Eight years. And it was and in his clam he- chowder. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And then I know that motherfuckers have chorizo over here and the breakfast burrito over here. Nigel, everybody that goes to Arizona does not have to eat fucking chorizo. It's Mexican food. It's in the breakfast burrito. You go to the little Filibertos, Julio Bertos, the Rio Bertos. They're all across the city. You just get a little breakfast burrito for four bucks. Everyone loves them. There's chorizo in there. Boom. There's bacon in there. Boom. So you can't be saying he ain't had pork in eight years. That's what the man said. He, and no, I don't think he's he's Muslim, but he said he ain't had no pork in eight years until somebody spiked his clam chowder with pork. Oh, just like just like someone fucking spiked his fucking workouts and everything. He got caught with fucking PEDs. Bullshit. Couldn't just hey, fess up to that. This ain't the first time he's done this. Pulled this trick. You're right. Uh-uh. He always, always someone else deflecting. <laughs> that sounds like an immature teammate. You know what? Yeah, that don't sound he like a good teammate to me. You know what? Have him. Have him. Hey, we'll take him. I don't give a damn how good of a teammate as long as he gives me about 1,200 yards, about 80 receptions, 70 receptions, about 1,200, 1,300 yards. He could be whatever teammate he wants. I don't give a damn. 
he'll be on pace for like 1,200 yards and about maybe like the eighth game he fucking pulls his hamstring. You don't see him again. No, he, he said he's only been – that was the first time he was hurt. What he also said, I think. Don't, I'm pretty sure Bullshit. he said that. But I don't think, to be honest, to be honest, I've got a theory that he wasn't really even hurt. He just wasn't one one to play. I don't blame him either. But I mean, Kyler yeah. wasn't playing, so why the hell would he play? Yeah, fuck Kyler. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't blame him for not playing either. And people are trying to make that seem like that's why we cut him. No, we're fucking because Monty couldn't get a fucking deal done. Yeah, Monty, he like fucked that up, bitch. dude. Like God, like we could have got something. That's something. what happens. That's what happens when you get a Titans executive that worked under John Robinson. You know, y'all chose the wrong guy. Mm. Uh-huh. Except, you, I mean, what do you guys give up for your uh, third-string quarterback? Ain't even going to be your fucking first string. And you know what? Who are you what? talking about, hey. Willis? Who are you talking yeah. about, Willis? Yeah. Levis. Will Levis? Yeah. yeah. Levi's. Hey, Levis. For, hey, thank you for that uh, third-string, uh, third-round pick. Oh yeah, what, we did give a third. We swapped. We swapped thirds, dude. I'm pretty no, sure we gave up next year's. Oh, uh, we gave, gave up. up we gave up next year's and we swapped seconds. And a, Pause. Yeah. No, did we? I thought we I swapped. Know. Anyways, I thought we swapped seconds anyways, and we gave y'all a third for next year. We got picks for a third round, uh, fucking third string quarterback. That's all that matters. We swindled you and know it, and we'll be in contact next season when we get the first round pick. You guys are going to offer up something. I'll take your life and soul and the new stadium. And we'll make a deal done. You can get Kyler Murray. We don't want that fucking midget, dude. He won't even be able to get into Broadway bars. We don't We don't want the guy. He won't even be able to see over the, over the stands, over the sides of the rooftop bars in Nashville. He damn sure won't be able we, to stand up of our, or see above we'll, our below average we'll offensive ship, line. We'll ship him with platform cowboy boots. He's your quarterback. That's it. <laughs> that Bring is the true. Oilers back. He comes to Nashville, he's three inches taller with the cowboy boots on. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to find a way to incorporate that into his cleats. Nah, get the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah, but Vrabel, Vrabel eat him alive anyway. That's not even going to happen. No, he's soft. Yeah, he's soft to Charmin. But yeah, man, we're about to get into some Titans, man. Appreciate you calling. It's Nigel D-backs slash, uh, I can't even think of all these Arizona teams. Mercury. What was the, the Rattlers? Cardinals. Phoenix Rising, that's a new soccer team. Boom, MLS, Dollar Beer Fridays. And he only counts the championships from the MLS, or not the MLS, but the damn, the WNBA team. So there's that. Oh, World Series, baby, World Series. All right. Appreciate you calling. All right. right. Oh, man, here we go. So, yeah, man, that leads us into the, into the Titans, into the Titans schedule, man. They, uh, so we already talked about the schedule, and I'm not sure if this is brand new or not. But it's probably the most the all the it's the opening odds for the whole season. So, you know, we're only favored in six games in the Titans, and we sort of knew that. We we're not favored out of any in any of those games in that first six game stretch with New Orleans, the Chargers, Browns, Bengals, Colts, and Ravens. Surprisingly, the Ravens are five point favorites against us in London. I don't understand that one. Y'all let me know what y'all think about that guy. I think that's a little high. Five point favorites for Baltimore over us in, in London. I don't I don't know about that one. But uh the worst odds are the Miami, the Monday night football game, they got them as seven and a half point favorites. Granted, we're in Miami. We don't normally do the best in these lately, at least, barring Thursday night games. 
But the the Sunday night prime times and the Monday night prime times, we ain't really done the best in those games over the last few years. And I'm, that just that don't make sense to me because Rabel's so good at preparing, gives them a couple hours extra to prepare. But we're seven and a half point dogs to Miami at Miami on Monday night football in week 14. Luckily, though, we're favored in four in four out of our six division games. We're favored in all the games against Houston, which which is surprising to me because I think we'll split with Houston. But and week five against Indy, we're a one point dog, which is basically even. So that I, you can't even really count that as a dog. They just get the home field advantage of the one point. So that's a toss up game, and of course we're favored when they come to. When Indy comes to Nashville in week 13, they give us two and a half points there. So Jacksonville were favored on the, the week 18 game by two and a half, which is surprising. Oh, no, no, no. They got us. They got Houston. Yeah, yeah. So we're out of the four to six division games. It's Indy one time we're not favored and Jacksonville at Jacksonville in week 11. And they gave Jacksonville four and a half games for that. Y'all let me know what y'all think about those odds. Might be. Might be something to some to jump on if, if you got some futures bets. If FanDuel or somebody offers you the ability to be able to bet on some of these games ahead of time, it wouldn't be too bad to. I would say look at that. You know, I'm high on the Bengals game. I think we beat the Bengals, so I would say you know able to cover the Bengals. Baltimore five points is crazy. I think they would cover there. And normally for these games when they're when teams are favored. Over a touchdown, I like to normally like those, but we don't have a good record on these in the past year or so in these Monday night and Sunday night games, in my opinion. We sort of seem to get the against good teams, that is. We sort of get our ass whooped. Buffalo comes to mind. And Miami is going to be pretty damn good this year. So I wouldn't say jump on that, but Pittsburgh, they gave Pittsburgh four points on us at Pittsburgh on a Thursday night coming off a game against Atlanta. I don't know about that Pittsburgh game neither. I think four points would be good on that. And that's a Thursday night game. Granted, we're in Pittsburgh. Our record in Pittsburgh is not good historically. But Pittsburgh is down, dude. They got a good defense. But I'm not taking Kenny Pickett beating us over them. Whoever the hell we have. Tannehill, uh, Levis, Willis. I'm not seeing that. So I would take the Pittsburgh game too, to be honest. But let's see. So you're favored in four out of six at Jacksonville, four and a half point dogs. Don't see it happening. Don't see it happening. And I'm sticking to my prediction. I think I predicted us 10 wins this year. We're going to sweep, sweep Indy, split with Houston, split with Jacksonville. And we're going to go on a run in the tail end of the season, starting week eight against Atlanta. But that first six games is going to be rough. And Titans don't need to be, Titans fans don't need to get out of hand now in this first six games is, we know it's going to be rough. We know it's going to be difficult, especially if we don't get D-Hop. It's going to be even worse. If we get D-Hop, it could change things a little bit. I don't think he would get us, him, an addition to him would get us to 12 or 13. It, it might. It might if we get D-Hop. I don't think about it. It might because we was we was playing extremely well last year until the injuries, injuries hit us. But we'll see. We'll see. Those are the – y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think. Uh, what y'all's prediction for the Titan season is. Y'all look at these bet nods. I can't remember which site I, I got them off of. They're, just type in Titans 2023 bet nods. They're all over. 
Y'all let me know what y'all think. If y'all there's any opportunities for somebody to be able to make a little bit of cheese, y'all let me know in the comments and let the other viewers know. All right. All right. Moving on. We touched on Otani. Pause. Victor Wimbiana. Victor Wimbiana. Britney Spears. Victor Wimbiana. So to give you give you a slight or just an overview of what happened. Apparently, Victor Wimbiana was walking through somewhere. He had a security with him. He was instructed to walk straight to whatever restaurant he was eating at and not stand in one place at a time and talk to fans because they didn't want to build up a people. I mean, dudes like seven, six or some shit, you know, you see somebody seven, six, you already assumed nigga in the NBA and, and you know who Victor Wimbiana is. So they don't want him stopping nowhere. Lauren, behold, Britney Spears, Britney Spears comes up, taps him on the shoulder slash grabs him on the shoulder. Depends on who you ask. She gets socked by the security, socked by the security. She said that she was calling for him and she just wanted to take a picture with him. That's what she says. When Bianca said he don't even know who the hell she is and you can't expect him to. He she was in a whole nother generation. Of people and that was in America. This guy's from France and he's from a younger generation. How the hell is he expected to know who Britney Spears is and why would he care about who Britney Spears is? You know, that's that's what I think about that. Now, the security guard that, that socked her in the, in the face, that might have been a little excessive. That was probably a little excessive, but he could have, you know, just restrained her or something. But we don't have video to know how forceful she was with him. I mean, she could have she could have went up behind him and and fell over like how Tiger did at the mat, like that police officer did at the Masters with Tiger. You know, you're running up to somebody. You could slip, take his knees out, tear and torn ACL. You know, NBA ain't having that shit. Security ain't having that shit. They're instructed. Protect him at all costs. And if you're running up him invading this space things could happen and something happened she found out you know granted i think it was a little bit excessive but you shouldn't be invading nobody's space neither so she is a is filing uh i don't know if she's filing she filed a police report so I, i guess she's expecting charges to come forward or she's i don't know what she's planning on doing maybe sue probably sue the security company she can't sue Wimbiana. He ain't have nothing to do with it. He just didn't even know. But she says she was tapping him on the shoulder in an effort to get this, according to TMZ, get his attention for a photo. And she wound up being struck in the face and having her glasses knocked off. So I wonder if he like backhanded her, punched her. I wonder how that happened. Hmm. Wimbiana said she grabbed him, of course. She claims she tapped him on the shoulder. Oh, says security backhanded her, pimp slapped her. Without looking back in front of a crowd. Damn. Well, at least he didn't punch her, but backhanded is that's that's a little premeditated, I feel like. I ain't gonna lie, that's that's a little crazy. To just walk up somebody and bet that you had to have some practice doing that. And she's mad she didn't get a public apology from him, security, or the organization. So she's she's clamoring for a public apology. She filed a police report. So we're gonna see about that. Wimbiana said he wasn't aware of the situation had made headlines until Thursday because he doesn't know who fucking Britney Spears is. You can't expect him to know Britney Spears. I wouldn't be able to point out Britney Spears in a crowd. You know, you just know her name. But if somebody comes up to the bag and is walking up to him, grabbing his shoulder, people are crazy. You know, that's what security is paid to do is to protect the asset. And they protected the asset. But, you know, it's just... You can't invade people's space. You can't expect people to know who you are, Britney Spears. You just 
You're past it. You're past it. You just can't expect that. Y'all let me know in the comments. Y'all think security was wrong? Smacking backhanded Britney, pimp slapping Britney Spears? Or do y'all think people should be able to just go up and 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 grab on athletes or tap on athletes, invade their space, or celebrities for that reason, trying to get a picture? This is the same type of celebrity that would complain about paparazzi invading her space. His or her space. You know? It's the double, it's not a double standard. Either you want people to be able to to have free access to you or you don't. And I think if the if the roles were reversed, she would, you know, she would be in favor of the security doing the same thing. So y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think. Make sure y'all uh, like the video, subscribe on YouTube. Make sure y'all subscribe on Twitch. Follow us on all the socials at TFTV Sports and then follow us on threads and Instagram at TFTV.sports. That's TFTV Sports on all the other socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, I think Twitter, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and then there's there's another one I'm missing. But on Instagram and threads, it's TFTV.sports. TFTV.sports on Instagram and threads. Y'all give us a follow. Make sure y'all comment on your YouTube video. Comment on the Twitch. Like the YouTube video. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. That's the best way you support TFTV Sports and able to keep something like this going and also be able to grow, grow upon it. So all your support is appreciated. Talk about soccer, soccer, soccer slash football, football. So AC Milan and Chelsea, Sergeant America, Christian Pulisic. Apparently they're close to a deal for 22 million euros. And it looks like Pulisic, he's already agreed contract terms with AC Milan. Looks like Pulisic is on his way to Milan, possibly. So at first I wasn't in favor of the move, but that's solely because I didn't know what position he would be playing. And if he was playing on the left, he wouldn't be playing. He's not going to be starting over Leal. So, but it's recently come out. Rumors have come out to say that Pulisic would be starting in a somewhat of a 10 role right behind the striker. And I think that would be really good for Pulisic, honestly. I think that would be a good move for him. Granted and given that he's playing week in, week out, starting, getting the lion's share of the minutes at that position. I think it would be a great move for them because they got Champions League and it's a very, very one of the most prestigious teams in the world, let alone Europe, AC Milan. I mean, it would be a great move for them, for Sergeant America. As long as they give him the platform to grow and be the platform to express himself offensively, I think it could be very good for Christian Pulisic and AC Milan. I'd be eager to see what he does in that league, which is more of a defensive league. But if you have attacking talent, it's it's not it's not hard to bag goals and you know, bag assistant goals. Lukaku went over there and he'll take a hiatus to Italy in a heartbeat, go up there, score some goals and be fine. So I think it'd be a good move for him. It remains to be seen playing time wise, but it has the potential to be a really, really good move. Milan thinks they'll be able to get the done in the deal done within the next day or two. And that's according to Fabrizio Romano. So good on Pulisic as long as he's playing weekend, week out starting. We'll see. Bolligan, Bolligan, Captain America. So we talked about Sergeant America and Christian Pulsish. Now we're talking about Captain America. My agenda with Captain America has finally reached a source. It has finally reached a source. 
Captain Balligan has posted on threads, and he only posted this on threads. It's a verified account now. A Photoshop video of him in a Captain America suit posing like Captain America with the title, A New Superhero Has Arrived, the most valuable U.S. player in the world. I told y'all that he's Captain America. I told y'all. He's not Sergeant America like Pulisic. Bolligan is the guy that America's been waiting for and a striker. He is. And he's ready to move from Arsenal, obviously, posting something like that. Market value, 30 million euros. He ain't going, well, I think that's about right for 30 million, but Arsenal's already, they're asking for 50. So there's going to have to be some compromise there. And, you know, if Mudrick can go for damn near 100, why can't Bolligan go for, go for 50? If Pepe, Nicolas Pepe, can come from Lille after scoring two less goals than Bolligan in his best season, come to the Premier League for 70-something million, granted, that's Arsenal, and that was one of the worst deals of all time. Why can't Bolligan go for 50? Why not? Chat, y'all let me know. What, how much do y'all think Forlorn Bolligan is worth in the market today? The U.S. Men's National Team striker, Captain America, Forlorn Bolligan. Pulisic is going for $22 million. He's going for, Bolligan's going for a lot more than that. He's going for a lot more than that. And he posted that on threads with his market value, 30 million euros. So it remains to be seen. Apparently, they're going to let him. I'm going to tell you what, what Arsenal's going to do now. I know my club. I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. So Arsenal, is a, they're a fine football institution. But the way they run the business side of things is even better. The finances, the social media, all that. Arsenal's top notch. One of the best in the world at this. What they going to do? They're going to pimp Bolligan out on this European, this, this American tour that they got coming up in a couple weeks, playing the MLS All-Star team, playing some games over here, have them in, in, the, in the skills competition. They're going to pimp Captain America now. They're going to make so much money. They're going to sell a bunch of Bolligan jerseys. They're going to pimp the hell out of them. And then they're going to sell his ass. You know, he wants to go. He wants to play first team, first team soccer consistently, and he's not going to be able to do that at Arsenal. He's just not. Hopefully they put a buyback clause in there, but I think he's going to be gone about towards the end of the American tour, if not after it. But they're apparently Arteta, Arsenal's managers, wants to see him in preseason and see how he acclimates with the team and gels with the other attackers on the field, on the pitch during the game. So my theory is that he gets pimped on this USA tour and then he gets sold afterwards, which is the smart thing to do business wise. And if he does really well over here, smart thing to do to maximize the fee, the transfer fee that you would get from another club for a ball again. But that's what I think. That's what I think Arsenal's going to do. And that's what I think uh, Balligan is going to go. They claim he might go to Brighton. I don't know about that. They don't really pay top notch for that. But if they don't get Colwell, they'll have that 40 some million that they bid for him available. I mean, they've got the money. They've got the money. But this is a good way, good way to segue into this uh, the skills challenge that the MLS is going to be having on July 18th against the Arsenal. So it's going to be really fun to watch, man. They that skills challenge they do a bunch of crossbar shit. Uh, I think they do penalty shootout, some passing drills. It's 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 pretty cool. But I'll read off the MLS roster: Almada, Heine Mukhtar, MVP Heine Mukhtar from Nashville SC, Benteke Christian Benteke, Buanga from uh, LAFC. Uh, Ricky Puig, former Barcelona midfielder for, that plays for LA Galaxy. Acosta from SC Cincinnati. Under Herrera, the former Atletico Madrid man who's playing in Houston now. Uh, 
Pereira from FC Dallas and Roman Berkey, who used to play for Borussia Dortmund. He'll be in that. And then also Miller from DC United. Now, Arsenal, it'll be Martin Odegaard, their captain. Crazy techers. Crazy technically. Kai Havertz, another guy that's crazy technically. Captain America, Florian Balligan, Eddie Nketiah, Jorginho, Fabio Vieira, he's crazy technically also. Rob Holden, he might not be make it this far, to be honest. I don't think he makes it to July 18th. I think he'll be sold by then, if not right after Rob Holden. They say he's going to be going to Celtic, but he'll either be sold or loaned out right after this or, or before it. Marquinhos, the Brazilian, and then our goalkeepers, Aaron Ramsdale and Carl Jacob Hine. Hine might be out of there by then, too. And then I'm surprised they don't have Matt Turner a part of this. That doesn't make sense. Surprising. You know, he's the U.S. men's national team goalkeeper. He plays for Arsenal. So I wonder why he's not a part of this, this skills challenge. Maybe, well, skills aren't really, the ball at his feet is not really his, uh, his, his bag, per se. So I can see why they don't want him there. It may be better if he didn't. But uh, that's going to be fun to watch, man. July 18th at Audi Field. I think that's in D.C. Very, very fun to watch. It's going to be on Apple TV and MLS Season Pass. So also more MLS news, more MLS news. Jordi Alba is signing for Inter-Miami, joining uh, Messi and Sergio Busquets, according to Cal Sports. Inter-Miami might be a problem, to be honest, in the East for Nashville. Let's see. They're going to be already with the best player in the world and best player of all time, Messi. They're already going to be stupid in the MLS. But having an addition of Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets two of the best players in their positions in the last and European football in the last 10 years. I mean, Miami's going to be a problem. It's going to be fun to watch to see how they do with Messi and co. And uh, Messi still got it. He's not past it. He doesn't, he's never been one to run a lot. He's always been one to just sit back in the pockets and sort of play, make and score also, but it'll be interesting to see what he does in the MLS, especially when he's going to have a pretty good supporting cast around him. With, you know, Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets around him. Plus the the guys they have. I think they got Martinez also there. Remains to be seen if he'll actually start while he's there. I'm not too familiar with Miami's lineup and such. I know they got Joseph Martinez, but it remains to be seen how they do with that. Remains to be seen. Let me see. We only got a little bit left. We'll talk about some Nashville. Let's see. They've got Chicago coming up that they're playing on Saturday. Let me see. Yeah, Saturday, July 8th at Chicago at 7.30. So that's tomorrow. I'm sort of want to timestamp this podcast be out today. So it'll be tomorrow, July 8th, uh, Nashville against Chicago. They're heavily favored. They're coming off a big win in Nashville last Saturday. So hopefully they maintain that momentum going into the game against Chicago tomorrow night. And, you know, it, I think it'd be a good opportunity for Nashville to stay on track and sort of get back into the groove of, of winning after that slide that they had over the last month or so. But we'll see. I don't think they'll rest anybody. You know, they've had a week off. They've only played two matches in the last, what, 10 days, I think. Something like that. Two matches in the last 10, 14 days. So everybody should be well rested. And I don't know of any major injuries or even any injuries period to the major players in the squad. So, should be a fairly straightforward win for Nashville, in my opinion. They've got a good record against Chicago in the MLS over the past 
you know, five matches that they've played them, they've Chicago's only won once, and that was in the damn friendly. So in the MLS matches, they they've been undefeated against Chicago since 2020. So very good record against Chicago. Remains to be seen how well they'll do. But I think they'll do well. I think it'll be a fairly straightforward win. I predicted 2-0 against uh did I predict 2-0? Yeah, I predicted 2-0 for their last match. Got it spot on, of course. I think Chicago, I think they'll beat them. 3-1. I think 3-1. I think they'll be Chicago 3-1. Hold me to it. I'm a clip to some bitch if they win 3-1. I should have clipped the last one. I'm, but I, I know I'll do it again, so it don't fucking matter. But let me see if we got anything else we want to we want to touch on. We talk about Arsenal transfer news, but you know, that's it's pretty much been the same thing over the last last week. They're confirming Declan Rice's medical and Timbers medical is supposed to be taking place right now in London. Both players are in London. Timbers confirmed to be in London. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, Declan Rice, I'm pretty sure he's back in London. He flew back earlier in the week. So their medical should be completed today. Hopefully they're announced over the, over the, you know, over the weekend before they head to Germany. Arsenal's going to be headed to Germany to start their preseason tour. I think they're playing Nuremberg over there. Got to do some Adidas duties. And they're heading out Sunday, I want to say. So. It remains to be seen if they get the deals finalized. All the squad and staff is going to be in Germany, so it'd be difficult to, you know, do much once if we don't get everything finalized before they leave in Germany. That's why I think they're really pushing to get this done over the next day or so if they don't already have it done. The media's a little bit behind on Arsenal's dealings. They have been over the last couple months because Arsenal's keeping everything so, so close-lipped and tight, you know. They're keeping a tight ship over there. But uh, so now apparently Arsenal are going to be focused on their outgoings, transferring players out. That's your holdings, possibly Tierney, uh, Balogun, Slash, and Ketia, whoever that'll be. Partey is supposed to be rumored to be on the way out, but he's rejecting the Saudi offers, which is unfortunate. But, you know, the player wants to stay in Europe. So apparently AC Milan, Juve, and Inter, <clears throat> excuse me, the Italian teams are uh, – Lowball on Arsenal because they don't really have that much money. So we'll see how uh, outgoings go. Hopefully holding goes to, you know, Celtic or whatever. They're able to get him off the books. Cedric, Pepe. Arsenal's got a lot of business to do in terms of outgoings in the next month and a half. Really month and a half to get rid of these guys. And but hopefully they're I mean, they're trying to get the deals done early. That way they can. The rumor has that they'll be going back into the market getting another midfielder once they complete these outgoings. So we'll see how Arsenal does on that. Historically, they have not been good at doing that. They haven't been able to sell players for a profit, but they were able to, you know, sell Jaka, which was confirmed yesterday, for 25 million euros to Bayer Leverkusen, which is a very good deal for him. I think he turns 31 uh, in a couple weeks. So being able to get 25 million for a 31-year-old, 30-year-old midfielder, good business. I think they only took a loss of maybe 10 10, 15 euros on million euros on them from when they bought them initially way back when under Wenger. But good business by Edu. Surprisingly, he they said he's he's uh, he's downloading the the outgoings and the selling DLC now. He's got the buying down. But we'll see about that. Hopefully he can get it for the rest of the players and we'll be able to make some room for some probably one or two more signings, a midfielder and they say a dynamic right back or an attacker, as in a striker. But we'll see about that. But other than that, man, I think that'll be it, man. We'll uh Podcast will be up 
on Apple, Amazon, and Spotify soon. Going to do some do some editing we have on here and just uh, tighten everything up. But other than that, man, we appreciate everybody, everybody that joined, everybody that commented, everybody that called in. Make sure y'all subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to Twitch, follow us on all socials at TFTV Sports, and then on Threads and Instagram at TFTV.Sports, man. Thank you for all y'all support. Thank y'all.